What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. Today, we are looking ahead. We are looking ahead to MLB The Show 23 with no guarantees because we still don't have news yet. It is, uh, you guys are listening to this on January 24th. I'm recording it on January 22nd. Maybe on January 23rd, we get a teaser. Probably not. So we're going to operate under the assumption that we have no effing clue what's going on. Um, so today we're going to talk about one new legend or one returning legend that has not been in the game for a couple years that I would like to see SDS add to the game for MLB The Show 23. Quickly, just want to shout out anybody in the last month that has subscribed to the YouTube page. We've gotten 100 subscribers in the last month alone. That might not seem a lot for some people, but for a smaller channel, I am stunned. Absolutely blown away. Again, this will be your all-encompassing source for MLB The Show 23 news, tips, opinions, general garbage nonsense. If you guys want to stay up to date and you want that content throughout the year, every Tuesday we drop a new episode of the show of the podcast, so be sure to like, subscribe, and as always, comment down below. Especially comment down below for this episode. I can almost guarantee that I forgot a legend. I hope I didn't, but I might have. Or if you disagree with the legend I chose for your team, let me know and state your case why somebody else should be in there. Now, very important to know before we dive into this list. Um, this does not include, like, uh, a lot of people, including myself, would like the addition of Negro Leagues players. I think that'd be super, super cool. That is just a standalone by itself. We want those athletes. We want those players. They are historic. They are important. And they'd be super fun to use. This is just focusing on the 30 franchises we have in the game right now. Uh, another thing to note, like I said before, we will be hearing about a couple players here that have been in the game previously, but just SDS either lost the rights, didn't integrate them back into the game, whatever phrasing you'd like to use. Um, I tried to do a really cool mix of like super, super old legends. Um, and then my sweet spot, I say this all the time. I want SDS to start incorporating more of like that late nineties, early two thousands type of legend. So I tried my best to kind of sprinkle in every era as best as I could. So please make sure again, like I said, uh, if I miss somebody or if you disagree, let me know. We can, we can have very nice, honest conversations here. And I appreciate everybody who always comments. So we're just going to go team by team. Uh, in order of the way they appear in the SDS MLB The Show 22 inventory. Um, I'm not going to go through every single team's legends that they currently have. That would be a waste of time. We already know who's in the game, clearly. So, I have a masterpiece of paper here. A lot of people like to use keyboards and type things. I am 30 and old, so I write things down. Uh, for the Orioles. For the Orioles. We could have gone a lot of places here. But I think everybody would be thrilled if Adam Jones made his return to the game. Adam Jones was a fan favorite, not just for Orioles fans, but for baseball fans. A ton of fun, a lot of energy, a phenomenal personality, a gold glover, an all-star. He had a nice blend of power and like not like blazing 30 stolen base speed, but very athletic, very good speed, played a great center field. I would be super stoked if they added Adam Jones. I believe he also fits what he played on the Diamondbacks before he retired, so technically he'd fit on Arizona's theme team as well. But we all know him as an Oriole. Um, and I want him. I want him bad. Ramon, make it happen. Next up, guys, we're also going to 
kind of try to fly through this as best as possible because there's no need to really dwell and spend a ton of time here. I'm not going to list you off every single player's stats and accomplishments. We're just kind of kind of get in, get out, get done. Uh, Boston Red Sox. This one we've had before. Again, there are a lot of avenues to go. I could have gone no more Garcia Parra. I still think the cover concept of Jeter, A-Rod, and Garcia Parra would be super, super neat. But I think Ted Williams would be like a more popular player to add. Ted Williams used to be in the game. Has a sweet swing. The reason I think Ted Williams actually works better now than he did in the past is because this year with the way SDS did content, they really started to juice guys like Stan Musial or even some randos like Dante Bichette. If you're going to juice Dante Bichette, you're going to juice to the gills Ted Williams. And with a swing as nice as he had, you give him max everything across the board, he's going to rake. I would love a Ted Williams card. I used to use him as a pinch hitter before they removed him from the game. So selfishly, I want Ted Williams back. Now, again, acknowledging the, the rich history of the Red Sox, there are so many different players we could have gone to here. The Red Sox are, of course, very well represented in MLB The Show already. Um, so this is one where I could definitely see there being some uh, disagreement here. But I just, I, I'm a big fan of Ted Williams' swing. I love cards that hit left-handed. That's also pretty important to me. I just, for some reason, I, I hit better with them. Um, so Ted Williams is where we're going here. For the Yankees, another team that we could have gone a million directions. Another team that's exceptionally well represented. Uh, this is going to be a shock to everybody, but Derek Jeter. Give us Derek Jeter. The community, maybe not everybody, but a large portion of the community wants him. Yankee fans sure want him. It's always nice when we can add to positions that don't have a ton of depth, and I still think shortstop is certainly one of those positions. Um, you know, the discourse around Jeter is, Oh, his card won't even be that good. He's mid. He's a contact hitter who didn't play defense. Yeah, but now that Retro Finest exists or Milestone Series exists, listen, he hit a home run for his 3,000th hit. That's a milestone waiting to happen. Uh, his Retro Finest card from the year he came in second in the MVP voting to Justin Morneau would be a very good card. Is he a great defender? No, but technically speaking, he's won gold gloves. I am not an advocate for gold glove as a defensive metric, by the way. I'm just saying... The fact that he has one gold gloves, SDS might look at that and say, oh, we can give him a field, uh, a card that has 90 fielding. I'm just saying it. I don't agree with it. I'm just saying it. Uh, but I think everybody wants Derek Jeter. Uh, there are a lot of options here. Bernie Williams, Paul O'Neill, Andy Pettit, Roger Clemens, Joe DiMaggio. We can keep going here. Um, A-Rod, of course, but spoiler alert, we have him on a team later on. Uh, but Derek Jeter, I think, is the guy that would make the most sense here. With the Rays, a team that does not yet have the richest history of legends, if only because they haven't been around really that long. Um, I am going with Ben Zobrist. You could also go Fred McGriff. You could also go, like, guys who had really short stints of greatness, like Carlos Pena. I, however, love Ben Zobrist. He fills that Derek Jeter void where, like, second base is still a position that's kind of shallow. But he also plays third, first, short, left, center, right. The dude plays every position. Sweet swing, switch hitter, sneaky pop. He was a fan favorite before they removed him from the game for, obviously, rights reasons. Uh, I would be thrilled if Ben Zobris made his grand return. Plus, as we've established, the Rays, the Rays, Rays fans have it hard in this game. There, there simply aren't enough true legends... Because the franchise is not old enough, and being completely frank, it stunk for a long time. They're finally a very good franchise, but it stunk for a long time. It was hard to find legends. Let's beef them up. Let's give them several legends next year, not just Ben Zobrist. 
But if we're only going to do one, give me Ben. Toronto, another team with rich history. I am praying we get Jose Batista back. You give me retro finest Jose Batista, and I'll cream my jeans. Um, the, I, I don't know what else to say here. Like, yeah, Edwin Encarnacion would be fun to get back to, but I think we'd all take Jose Batista before we take Edwin Encarnacion. He's like that early to mid-2010s, just an absolute masher of baseballs, plays corner outfield third, I believe he played at one point. He could probably play a little bit of first base. He'd have a little flexibility. So give me Jose Batista, por favor. Chicago White Sox. Uh, I'm stealing this from Shelfie. I think Shelfie, uh, when he made his TikTok or YouTube short, wherever it was, he depicted Maglio Ordonez mostly on the Tigers. That is where he had some postseason success. I think he fits on the White Sox. He kind of split his career between both teams anyway. Uh, Ordonez was an all-star, an MVP candidate, a playoff hero, and he's from that sweet spot era that I like, that like early to mid-2000s. Sweet swing. Yeah, he's an outfielder. You guys are going to see that on this list. Unfortunately, there are a fair bit of outfielders. I did try to mix it up. Um, but I'd be a huge fan of Maglio Ordonez. He sounds more like an early game legend, but they could find ways to juice his cards. So, I mean, listen, they've juiced everybody in this game. So they could juice Maglio Ordonez. Uh, Cleveland, they... <sighs> I wasn't positive where to go here, if I'm being honest. They definitely had options, plenty of them. I love Travis Hafner as an idea because I love lefty bats, and I do think the DH will be a part of the game next year. At least it should be. But <laughs> this is the Yankee homer in me, so I apologize. Give me CC Sabathia. I do think we associate CC a lot more with the Yankees and maybe even that half season he spent with the Brewers because that was the like the most electric pitching I've ever seen. Um, but CC Sabathia got to start with the uh, Cleveland then Indians. He was just... An incredible young pitcher, a flamethrower who reinvented himself later in his career. I think we'd all be happy to, to bring CC Sabathia back. I think he's one of the most beloved pitchers, especially left-handed pitchers, in like the last two decades. Um, he's the type of guy that would get me excited for a new legend. Like, I would be thrilled. I also love his podcast with Ryan Rucco, R2D2. It's, it's a lot of Yankees-driven stuff, but if you're just a fan of baseball... Great podcast for you. R2-D2. Check it out. Um, next. That's a free plug, by the way. Next, Detroit Tigers. I'm going with a little bit of a, a curveball here. I'm going Hank Greenberg. It's probably a name a lot of you have recognized. If you don't know a ton about him, that's fine. Totally get it. Hank Greenberg played for 13 years in, like, the 40s and 50s. He missed three years for Air Force duty, so he's a veteran. The second year after he came back, he hit like 44 home runs. After missing three years of Major League Baseball, he was the uh, uh, league's home run leader four times. He had a 50-something home run season. He's a power-hitting monster. First baseman, and I think he played corner outfield, but mostly first base. Hank Greenberg would be cool. Like, he, he he's that, like, Detroit is that old-school franchise and organization that has a rich, rich, rich history that unfortunately recently hasn't really continued on but Hank Greenberg Hank I can't say his name Hank Greenberg I'm sorry would like be a cool way to like introduce fans of baseball to the older generation especially during that time like with Ted Williams how he missed time for service how like baseball players did that that wasn't even an option they just did it um and I think that'd be super cool so give me Hank Greenberg with Kansas City so I actually wrote down Bo Jackson because I do think he'd be super cool, but then I crossed him out because I forgot. I need to put Carlos Beltran somewhere on this list. Uh, Carlos Beltran would be just a phenomenal card to bring back to this game. 
switch hitter with power, incredible speed, he great defense, good arm. Like, there's nothing poor about this card. Like, Carlos Beltran would be the perfect type of, like, American League collection off the rip. Or later on, a big collection, like a Jimmy Rollins or a George Brett. I think the potential for a Carlos Beltran card at its peak would be endgame, no doubt. Like, that's one of those guys you would just want in your lineup, regardless of who else is around. Um, Carlos Beltran also played for several teams. The Cardinals, the Yankees, the Giants, the Mets, the Royals. I might be... Oh, the Astros. He was a Houston legend of the postseason. He would fulfill a ton of theme team um, spots in the outfield. So I think Carlos Beltran's a no-brainer. If they want to go spend money on somebody everyone will be thrilled about, that's the guy to spend it on. Minnesota. They did a great job, uh, SDS, last year with giving us Joe Maurer and Justin Morneau. I think Justin Morneau's cards, cards, plural, left a lot to be desired, but Joe Maurer was great. And Joe Nathan was added a couple years ago, but they juiced him up this year too. So great job with the Twins. Uh, I think the way to go is Johan Santana. I don't think that's really much of a debate here. I think everybody would be super, super, super happy if they added him to the game. One of the best strikeout pitchers of that era. Uh, unfortunately, maybe that no-hitter with the Mets is what derailed his career. I'm not sold on that. I think one start like that probably doesn't actually derail everything. Uh, but unfortunately, after that, it, it was a bit of a, a downturn. I think his career injuries kind of cut him short. I think he was on a Hall of Fame pace. Uh, but I would be super, 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 super happy if Johan Santana was added to the game. Houston. I had to think about this one. There were a few directions to go. But because I like switch hitters, and because I like guys who hit for power, given the way the meta, unfortunately, is right now, uh, I'm going with Lance Berkman. Lance Berkman, again, was another one of those, like, early to mid-ish 2000s legends Sweet swing, switch hitter, played on the Cardinals, the Yankees, the Astros, maybe somebody else. He was on a lot. He was on a handful of teams. Um, I think he's super cool. I think he'd be a lot of fun. They kind of, they have Bagwell from that era already. They have Billy Wagner. They have Roy Oswalt. They have guys from that era. And Lance Berkman was one of the biggest hitters on that team during that time. And we have Biggio, of course. So give me Lance Berkman. It'd be a super fun way to round out that like era of Astros baseball. And I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be, I think it'd be super cool. The Angels. So, a thing with the Angels here. I'm not an Angels fan, but based on my knowledge and a little bit of research I did, I think the Angels are pretty well represented in terms of all-time legends. Like, Guerrero, of course. Gloss, of course. Jared Weaver, great guy to have. Um, Troy Percival, Garrett Anderson, Joe Smith, whatever. Um, I, I don't really know what other directions we go here. They have Tim Salmon. They just forgot to give him a very good card. Like... Thinking of their legends, Darren Erstad was really critical to that time in Angels history. Sean Figgins was really critical, but, like, I don't know if they move the needle. Someone who would move the needle and would give us depth at a position we need depth in desperately would be Francisco Rodriguez, a.k.a. K-Rod. I think K-Rod is a, is a pitcher a lot of people want. He also fulfills multiple team builds. Um, relief help is always appreciated, and if they could find a way to translate his pretty funky delivery into a deceptive motion in the show, I think it'd, it'd be actually a valuable card. And a card that they could give us, or a player, they could give us multiple tiered cards of. Because he definitely had uh, distinct um, 
sections of his career, uh, pieces of his career. He would have a sick milestone card with his saves record. Uh, I, I just, I think that's a no-brainer in my opinion. You could give him a Mets card. You could give him an Angels card. I just give me K-Rod. I think K-Rod would be a dope addition to the game. With Oakland, I chose to stick to that early 2000s shortstop era. Because that, I think, I really truly think that's a cool theme to go with. For, for an entire title, an entire year of the game cycle. So Miguel Tejada was an MVP. He played on a lot of teams. I, I, I know there was maybe some steroid question marks in his background. So perhaps SDS does not want to acknowledge that, but they pick and choose when they acknowledge that in this game. So I think it's a possibility to get Miguel Tejada um, more shortstop help. Whenever I can get shortstop help, I'm going to be all for getting shortstop help. So give me Miguel Tejada. Seattle, uh, Ichiro. I know Ichiro doesn't fit the meta. I hope the meta at some point changes to at least make contact hitters accessible and productive. That doesn't mean we're going to eliminate power hitters. I just, I would just like contact hitters like a Tony Gwynn, a Lou Brock, and Ichiro to be viable team members if I choose to build a team that way. Uh, but Ichiro is a fan favorite. Ichiro left the game... Was he in 20 or was he in 19? I think he, 19 might have been the last game he was in. Um, I could be wrong. Correct me in the comments, guys. I can't remember exactly. But Ichiro would be a lot of fun. Ichiro would have multiple tiers of cards, and I would just be thrilled if they added him back in the game. Uh, our final American League team, the Texas Rangers. This is where we're going to put A-Rod. A-Rod, of course, had notable moments on all three stops of his career. He could have 99s for the Mariners, Rangers, and Yankees, and they'd all be built just a little bit differently. But for the Rangers, I think A-Rod makes the most sense. He's going to be a tough one, just like Jeter's going to be a tough one. I don't know how willing they are at this point in their careers to have their rights just in a video game. I, I, they might be too expensive. I don't know how it works. I'm not a business person, nor am I in legal. But I'd love to make it happen because I'd love A-Rod to return to the game. Because he just, he, he's, you know, whether you like him or not, even I sometimes don't know whether I like him or not. He's like a pivotal figure to like that, that time of my baseball loving life. And it'd be cool to be able to play with him every now and again. For Atlanta, Atlanta, you fans of the Braves, good for you. You have a great team right now. You won the World Series in 21. And you've got just about every legend you could ever want. Except they removed Andrew Jones from the game. And I don't know when we've ever gotten a super juiced, accurately juiced Andrew Jones. So I would love to have Andrew Jones. I know there are at least some, some rumors, some chatter about maybe they removed him for some domestic violence issues. I can't recall exactly if that is the correct rumor. Um, I also don't know much about that situation. Obviously, we don't support that here, but... Uh, if, if there was a way to get Andrew Jones in the game, I think a lot of people would have fun with the card. Again, we're not supporting such a terrible thing like that. Uh, but when you look at this roster of legends, they have basically everybody else. Like, they really do. Andrew Jones is the guy who is a part of a very successful time in Braves baseball. And so, uh, he's on the list. The, the Marlins, uh, the Marlins are a case. The Marlins, like the Rays... Don't have a very long history, but they have been more successful. They've won two World Series. Um, I'm picking Josh Beckett. Give us more starting pitcher depth. He is the owner of 
maybe one of the most lackadaisical uh, pitching deliveries in baseball history. He also used to take 37 minutes between pitches. But in LB The Show, you could speed that up. Uh, Josh Beckett threw a hammer curveball, which obviously would need to be retuned in MLB The Show because curveballs stink. Good fastball. I mean, he pitched complete games in the World Series against the Yankees. Josh Beckett, at least in my opinion, is the guy who's most obvious to add here for Miami, then Florida. Um, You guys correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I'm missing anybody huge, but correct me if I'm wrong here. The Mets, David Wright. Next, we don't even need to to, give me David Wright. Moving on. We should have had David Wright this year with all the new cover cards they gave us, but whatever. Uh, For the Phillies... The Phillies also have a lot of good legends. They did a great job this year of adding Utley and Ryan Howard and very recently Shane Victorino. Like, shout out SDS. Uh, the NL East renaissance of legends in this game is, is upon us. I think Steve Carlton is somebody that sticks out. A historical lefty who I believe has been in the game before. I can't remember, but I think he has. Um, just a fun lefty card that we'd be able to use through a great slider. Um, it remains to be seen. I didn't mean to hit that button. It remains to be seen if, like, he would throw hard enough to be viable, but I still think Steve Carlton's the guy we'd want to pick here, especially because Scott Rowland, who was also a Philly legend, we're going to talk about later on. So because we're talking about him later on, we're putting Steve Carlton here. With the Nationals slash Expos, I'm going Tim Raines, recent Hall of Famer, speedy boy. Uh, they added some guys back like Andre Dawson this year, so he obviously would have been the one I would have chose. Uh... I think Tim Raines, like Ichiro, like Tony Gwynn, like Lou Brock, if the meta becomes a little more friendly, a little friendlier to uh, contact and speed, Tim Raines would be useful. So I'm going with Tim Raines. There are other options here. If we want to get really, really like specific, we could go like Javier Vasquez, the former Expos starter who also pitched for a handful of teams. Um, there's like Jose Vidro, who was at Expo for a long time and then carried over to the Nationals and played second base. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman, his rights, I don't know, was Ryan Zimmerman in the game this year? I don't remember, but Ryan Zimmerman would always be a guy I'd welcome to have back, um, but just for now, I'm going to go with who, I forgot, Tim Raines, sorry, I forgot for a second, with Tim Raines. Uh, the Cubbies, the Cubbies also have a a stable of legends, so I'm going with a, a personal favorite of mine from the early to mid-2000s, Aramis Ramirez. Aramis Ramirez used to rake. He used to field his position well. Him and Derek Lee were two cornerstones, both literally and figuratively, for the Cubs during uh, the times when they were trying to get the monkey off their backs uh, and and be successful. So I'm a big fan of Aramis Ramirez. I think he'd be a ton of fun to use. I think he's the type of guy who could get a pretty, pretty decent early game diamond. And I think he'd be fun. I think a lot of people would be excited for Aramis Ramirez. I don't know. Uh, with the Reds, it's Frank Robinson. Frank Robinson is uh, a, a historic player and manager. He was a home run hitter, but also a, an average hitter. There, there's nothing to dislike about Frank Robinson. And I think there, there'd be some really cool ways to get him some really fun cards. And plus, he played for a handful of teams. So, uh, And if you count teams he managed to, to, to count for theme teams, that's your prerogative, whatever you want to do. He'd be on even more teams. So uh, I want Frank Robinson. I think a lot of people want Frank Robinson. So let's uh, let's put him on the Reds, Ramon. All right, we're almost done, boys and girls. For Milwaukee, I'm going with Ryan Braun. I know there are probably some other options, and I know we just had Ryan Braun. 
But I think Ryan Braun of the Legends we don't have would be the most uh, impactful toward gameplay and toward the meta. Power hitter, plays important positions, has a really nice swing, great for pinch hitting option off the bench. So this is more thinking about not just the name, but the utility of the person. That's why I'm going Ryan Braun. Uh, kind of like Tejada, that steroid stuff is is, is in his back uh, background, is in his history. It's up to SDS to determine what they think about that, but I'm going to go with Ryan Braun. Okay, so for the Pirates, I had an exceptionally difficult time picking the Pirates because they are, they did a great job with a lot of legends. So I'm going to do a person here who you've probably never heard of, and I even am going to pull up the internet to read something about him. There is a fella on the Pirates who, according to BaseballEgg.com, which I've never heard of before, but we're going to go with it, he is the third best player in Pirates franchise history. Paul Wainer, W-A-N-E-R, played from 1926 to 1940. Now, I want you to look him up because apparently he was always blasted on the field. This is a direct quote from Paul Wainer. When I walked up there with a half pint of whiskey fresh in my gut, that ball came looking in like a basketball. But if I hadn't downed my half pint of 100 proof, that ball came in like an aspirin tablet. Now, if that man doesn't sound like a hoot, I don't know whom else would. Put Paul Wainer in the game. Put that quote on a milestone card. I don't even care. I know that's not family friendly, but like, uh, I just think he sounds fun. And it would be a really interesting way to give us a guy from like the 1920s and 30s that no one else would ever have heard of. So, uh... That's definitely a curveball. It's definitely off the wall. If you're a Pirates fan, please enlighten me as to others you'd like to see. Uh, but that's that's who I'm going with here. Uh, now, as far as the Cardinals go, we just talked about it or just mentioned it. Scott Rowland, uh, a gold glover, an all-star, a, a, a clutch player, a, a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. It, it's kind of, it sucks that he's not there yet. Uh, I do think he'll get there eventually, whether it's by the Veterans Committee or some other means. Um... Scott Rowland adds to a pretty shallow, or not shallow position, but like a position that could always use more options. And I just, I don't think right now, like, what is the closest comp to Scott Rowland? Nolan Arenado? Is that fair? Is that fair to either of them? I, I mean, give me Scott Rowland. I think he'd be fun, but like, that's the type of player he'd be. I think. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm an idiot. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. I toyed for a moment with Byung Hyun Kim. <laughs> very specific name for a lot of people. I toyed with that because we could always use relief help, and we're losing Steve Ciszek this year. We're losing a submarine pitcher because he retired. So let's add a submarine pitcher. That'd be Byung Hyun Kim. But then I thought more about it, and I think a better or more impactful card would be Kurt Schilling. Now, say what you want about Kurt Schilling's worldview or, belie or beliefs, uh, but he was a phenomenal pitcher and played for a handful of teams. I think four the Phillies, the Orioles, the Red Sox, and Diamondbacks. I don't think I'm missing one, but I might be. Uh, I, I, I want Kurt Schilling in the game. I think Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson, you know, they just added Randy. Now let's add Kurt. They were the back-to-back -back of, of so many good Arizona teams. So that's kind of where my head's at. But if uh, any Diamondbacks fans in the chat, let me know below what you think. The Rockies, it's Troy Tulowitzki, and it's not... There's nobody else. It's not close. Uh, Andres Galarraga would be fun, of course. Big-time power hitter. But Troy Tulowitzki plays shortstop. Had power, had speed, had a cannon for an arm, and uh, his career ended too soon because he had a lot of injury problems, but man, was he fun to watch. He was so fun to watch. So Troy Tulowitzki is my guy. Plus, he was a Yankee for like a minute. Um, with the Dodgers, I realized through my, my efforts here that I did not provide a catcher 
And the Dodgers actually have a catcher that would fit. So Roy Camp- Campanella, I believe that Campanella, uh, he was a catcher. He was an all-star every year from 1949 to 1956. He was like high 20s to low 30s in terms of home runs every year. A legend. Um, a guy who I think would be potentially endgame if they built his card the right way. So I would like Roy Campanella. I'm always down for more catching help every year. It just seems like the catching pool shrinks. I know they added Maurer. I know Posada is finally viable. Gary Carter is getting there, but like, I'd like more. I'd like more. I don't think it's 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 um, unfair to ask for more catching help. So that's that's where my head's at for that. The San Diego Padres, Dave Winfield. Give me Dave Winfield. This man was like a fucking middle linebacker playing the outfield and played for so many teams, had a ton of power. He's a, he, he was kind of like, I don't think this is disrespectful to say, but he was kind of like Giancarlo Stanton before Giancarlo Stanton, except I think Dave Winfield was a better athlete than Giancarlo Stanton, if that makes sense. Uh, light tower power, close your eyes, see how far we can hit it type of guy and would be super fun to use. I'd have a, like, imagine Dave Winfield in BR, or in the Moonshot event, I'd have a blast. An absolute blast. And finally, on our world tour, we're stopping at the San Francisco Giants, and it's Tim Lincecum. A ton of legends in Giants history. Barry Bonds, of course, would be like, oh, what about Barry Bonds? I'm being realistic here. Barry Bonds is never going to be in a video game unless it's called Barry Bonds Baseball 2064. There's no way we're getting Barry Bonds' rights in this game. So let's just be realistic. The freak Tim Lincecum would be super fun for everybody to use. He'd have a funky delivery with a hammer curveball and an absolute BB of a fastball. Um... The, the possibilities for his types of cards are not endless, but certainly multiple, there's, there's multiple opportunities here. Uh, no hitter cards, Cy Young cards, milestone cards. Like we could go any number of directions here. Um, give me Tim Lincecum, give me the freak and, uh, let's party. And then here's Honus Wagner alone on his free agent page. I always find that funny. Uh, so guys, that has been this episode of the show, the podcast, I'm hoping next week we will have news to talk about. I'm really, really hoping so. I don't think so, but I'm, I'm being hopeful. Uh, MLB, the 20, MLB The Show 23 News is 100% around the corner. It has to be. I'd be stunned if it was not. So I promise you, like I said in the last episode, this will be your place, if you're new here, for MLB The Show 23 News and opinions and rankings and general debauchery. So thank you for making it this, this far through the video. I have marbles in my mouth today as you guys have clearly been able to tell i've worked all weekend because it was a big convention weekend for us uh at my job so i worked all weekend so i'm tired however the content never stops you guys got this episode on tuesdays like always uh so thank you guys for listening thank you guys for liking and subscribing and i cannot wait for more news to come out talk to you next week